This time on TNT. Jer fills us in on how his mom is doing in the wake of the horrendous outbreak at Roberta Place. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. What the hell? What the hell's going on? What a uh, last week and a half has just been crazy. Uh, Well, last thing we talked about was the uh, outbreak at my mom's long-term care facility. Yep. And then that, uh, so and then it just the couple days after that, it turned into national news as the worst outbreak in the country. And uh, my mom, right in the middle of it, uh, contracted COVID uh, six or seven days ago. And uh, so yeah, it's just been a kind of a whirlwind of. Uh, a whole new kind of pain in a sense just the isolation with her and then the isolation of not being able to to see her and not you know sitting here and having to watch all this kind of unfold there's uh it was pretty scary last couple days ago she was uh she was doing okay stable with covid for three days and then uh she had a downturn where she was ha- had no appetite for a day and a half or so and it was this was uh I'm trying to, it's Thursday today so this was uh Tuesday evening she had to be taken to hospital and you know it's enough is it enough to know that they had to they have to call 911 and bring get her to the hospital from there but somebody at, at and my brother was was the one on the phone at the time with a staff member that heard about this the fact that she needed to go to the hospital because her levels were low and needed to <clears throat> an IV but whoever the staff person was also throws out like well just understand the paramedics might refuse to take her it's like <laughs> you know what what the hell you know, imagine hearing that, and as a family member. So now I'm I'm not sure if my mom's going to get to the hospital. When and and the reason why she was going to the hospital is because uh, the condition that she was in. Apparently, there were other people in her position that were the same way, and then went to sleep and ended up, you know, passing away through the night. At this point, as of uh, today, at Thursday. I don't actually know. This was yesterday at one o'clock. There's been uh, 50 deaths in oh my there. God. So it, it, in 127 residents, um, one care worker has passed away. Um, so it just went 100% ripped through the building, and uh, so just it was con- concern after concern. Uh, Apparently, she had no problem getting to the hospital, so she went to the hospital. Again, unneeded stress. Um, But uh, once she got there, um, at first, they they shot thought for some reason that she had COPD, which she doesn't. She has dementia. Uh, So they put her on oxygen right away at RVH, and she didn't need it. So it went up to 99 and was unnecessary, but they got her... Stabilize. I spoke to a nurse, and they they uh, 
they realize obviously from that moment on she had dementia and uh, she had to they had to understand because there's a big difference if you don't think someone has dementia they could think that uh, her not understanding things is are symptomatic you know so um, once that was sorted out she spent the night at the hospital and uh, she, she got back to Roberta Place and uh, there's four nurses there that was yesterday when she got back there and so she's stable and uh, actually even today um, ha has gotten a bit of her appetite back so a week in to COVID with her that looks hopefully she's kind of over the hump and is going to make it through I was just on a FaceTime with her like an hour ago oh no she, way yeah for the first time since the outbreak oh my which gosh started on January 8th so she uh and she's doing okay, but she's still groggy, and um, I wouldn't say she's all there. She's just kind of getting through it right now. So, um, it man, but it's unbelievable. It's it, just unbelievable. It won't surprise you to know I have questions. Yeah. The first. Well, I mean, so I just wanted to to just vent for two seconds. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Go for it. The the inaction by the Ford government and Fullerton. The MPP has been astonishing, and um, to see it firsthand, that's when you really kind of understand how important uh, it is to have help on day one. Like uh, the Red Cross didn't sh didn't show up until the the sixteenth, um, so that that was a solid um, uh, many days to to have it kind of fester. There's reports. Uh, that were admitted by Jarlett, the owner, that they did make a mistake in the cohorting, and there were uh, they were uh, putting infected staff or infected uh, patients with residents with uh, non-infected residents. So, oh my gosh. Um, it was a clear failure from the beginning. Um, I don't blame the people at Roberta Place, the LTC and Barry. They shouldn't have to. Um, have to deal with this on their own. There should have been all hands on deck from day one. Uh, baseboard and is 15 minutes away. They brought the military in in the spring. They don't. They didn't in the fall when the wave was way worse. Uh, Fullerton and Ford are saying that things are, are are were okay and that's why they didn't implement the military. So there's just so many mistakes. And for me as a, a family member. Um, I just don't want to see it happen anymore. Like it's already happened, and you know, from almost every province, and 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 it's it's catastrophic. I mean, imagine if it was a hundred kids and there was an outbreak. Do you think they would just leave them in there? It's just unbelievable. <clears throat> it's it's crazy because you've had a feeling about COVID since it started and you were one of the first people I knew to take it really seriously and to kind of ring the alarm bells and it's almost like there was some deep-seated thing in you that knew it was going to um, hit close to home. Yeah, but well, I, yeah, maybe. Star starting, uh, um, a, a lot of this is because I don't, I don't know and this is a good chance to help people understand. First of all, what kind of mindset is your mom in like prior to this as far as lucidity wise 
Like, is she pretty with uh, it, with moments where the record skips, or... Um, she she She's, like, good on, like, long-term memory and remembering things in her past. She's okay. It's just things that have happened recently um, in the, you know, the last 15, 20 minutes. So... So with something like this, for example, when you talked on FaceTime, does she remember going to the hospital yesterday? Yes, yes. Yeah, she does. She rem- like, if you ask her about it, she remembers it. But if, uh, um, if, but there's times when she might forget that she spoke to me, you know. But if, she's, if somebody says, hey, remember you spoke to Jeremy, she'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember. You know what I mean? She, she'll remember the moment if it's really kind of pointed out but it can go after that so yeah it's uh it's interesting i mean the other thing yeah like i've been calling from day one i've been pretty hardcore on lockdowns and and that the fact that they work and i mean we are seeing numbers dropping in ontario and this to the to the you know 1500 area as opposed to you know 4000 a few weeks ago so it lockdowns definitely works masks work um, all of these things have to be followed. Um, I just don't. And when when this kind of this stuff happens, I mean, it just really boils my blood to know that somebody actually came from the UK, which was this new that had COVID, this new variant B one one seven. It it uh, it's it's it it spreads way quicker. I'm not sure if it's a more violent um, vi- version of the virus in terms of the actual uh, when it gets to the body, how bad it is that way, but it definitely spreads quicker. So some some uh, moron uh, flew from the UK, didn't uh, quarantine, and actually visited with a staff member over the holidays, and that staff member brought it into Roberta. Wow. Place. And and that's that's how and they they won't disclose the information. I and it makes sense why because, um, sure it's terrible that that happened and it's an example of how people were not following the rules, simple rules of lockdowns, um, that that this spread like this. And uh, I, I don't, you know, you can't blame the the first match ne- necessarily when the spread happened so quickly and that to me is the biggest failure is the fact that they allowed it to go through the building so quickly I guess the reason I ask about your mom's overall state there are two reasons one is like on top of physically uh, her going through this would you say it was traumatic for her did she seem upset um, I, I don't know She and it's hard I don't know if she could re- recollect that like that and I, I didn't really uh, I don't know if it'd be worth even trying yeah, to go into specifics of how the situations go because I don't know if th- her memory is there for that. Which um, might be a blessing in yeah. in a way, you know? Yeah, for sure. But um, I guess the just, other reason I asked that is because I, I was imagining if there were a lot of patients that have that type of short-term memory issue trying to police, like, no, you have to keep your mask on. Because I know, for example... With my mom, I thought I was helping. I put a note outside her bedroom door on the wall that said, did you take your meds? Mm-hmm. And this was when she still lived alone. And then every time she'd come out of her room, she's like, oh, that's right. I should take my meds. She's overtaking and she, you. Yeah, she, the, um, 
she was taking them, you know, four times a day and it took me a minute to figure that out. But I, yeah. I'm just trying to imagine for them to try to police a bunch of people with short term memory keeping masks yeah. on and you would forget why you had one on like that must exacerbate the situation yeah. too well i mean you have these absolute tools that are in the streets marching saying they don't want to wear a mask like you that to me is the most vile form of humans right now these people that actually have the time to get off their ass and protest against something that's helping save lives those are the people. That's the, the reason why Barry is now the ground zero for this new UK variant that spreads like wildfire. Just when we're the lights at the end of the tunnel and the vaccines are starting to be rolled out. I mean, I, I swear there's, not, there's nothing that makes me more angry than these people that think it, this is all a, a big joke and it's a waste of time and let everybody go back to work. Like, seriously. I just don't understand, of all the things you could be in the world, like, collect sea glass. Like, that that's something to be. Why is against masks the thing that you would be like, those are my people. I'm going to choose to yeah. put all my energy into that. Um, I don't know. So how do you <clears throat> get... And, and, and I, I don't mean to sound clinical, but I think it's important information and first and foremost obviously i'm so happy she's okay i'm so happy she's back yeah i'm so happy that time. that you sound okay mm. how, how do you get updates and information because i assume there were 127 families calling there at the same time yeah. who who's yeah, your liaison that, who talks to you how does that part work yeah that's a whole other part of it that that uh needs addressing and help is uh there was a, a daily update by email because the phone lines were down the first day. Like they just, the phone line stopped working. So they just gave uh, daily email updates. And then when the numbers started getting, you know, 99 and, and you know, 40 deaths, when it started getting to that point that, uh, that it just became now it's just town halls with the updates on the numbers instead of, uh, daily emails just because I guess uh, it's t so shocking you know it, it, it really is but I think they should be completely transparent on all these levels people need to be shocked um, they need to be shown that there's it's been a failed thing and that they need to uh, they probably need all the help that they can get at every level and that means you know more tablets so people can call their families more and and i mean how important is talking to a loved one when you're isolated for recovery i mean that's better than medicine for a lot of people um the other thing is just administration period like being able to communicate uh thoroughly with families on a daily basis and and, and that's definitely they would need help on that so um i just think there needs to be a task force that specializes in crisis because none of these people are supposed to really specialize in crisis. They're supposed to be good at their job and and help the patients and and give you know give them a great life. Uh, when an emergency hits, it's a whole other ball game. They need people from above to come in and that are specialized and trained for uh, emergencies, crisis situations. 
That's the thing. I, I know from um, Northwood, which was the, the site of a terrible um, outbreak in the first wave and yeah. resulted in a lot of deaths as well. I know from when my mom was there, the elevator door would open on the third floor and you would see someone that works there dancing with a resident. It wasn't for show yeah. or for my benefit. Most people that work in healthcare really, it seems to me, believe in what they're doing and care about, you know, their jobs and mm -hmm. the people and the patients. I, yeah. I assume well, that's the same at Roberta Place. And imagine going to work every day as the numbers were creeping up and like you're punching out and then, you know, punch back in tomorrow morning at eight. Who owns Roberta Place? Jarlette is, is the company. It's a company, so it's privately yeah. owned. Or a privately fa a family, actually. Yeah, so definitely privately owned. The, prob the biggest shift in the problem for Ontario uh, LTCs was Mike Harris. That was the, the person who really gutted uh, the unions and uh, the workers' uh, the workers' worth, basically. You know, being able to work there and make a good wage and all the benefits, all that stuff. Mike Harris wiped that out, and ever since then, it's been more about kind of creating uh, more of a, a stable business as opposed to uh, having a thriving elderly population. So that's the basic nuts and bolts of it. This sounds. It so sounds like that, it's that, really that, overdue. The, the conversation yeah, about. I, I mean, senior. I blame. I blame Harris. I I blame, you know, that whole scene, and it just kind of got worse and worse. I don't think Wynn did did any better with it. Obviously, um, to me, it's just and Ford obviously is really doesn't understand how it works in terms of helping. So um, it just needs change, and, and it needs and we need people that are going to start to to take care of this because hopefully we'll be old enough to to be either in a residence or one of these places and you, you we want care we you know you don't want to be treated like this and if i'm you know if we get together and and talk about these situations as much as we can in our communities to our leaders uh, and change policies then it'll be better for us when we're in that same position because it's going to happen right now it's just it's all swept under the carpet the story in, uh, I think it was the Toronto Star yesterday about the um, LTC in Hamilton was mm. devastating and shocking. In this context, yeah. what does the Red Cross do and what would the military do? Well, uh, the Red Cross is there. They came on, like I said, I, I, on the 16th. They were, they were, and, you know, they should have been called in from above on the, on the 8th. It would have made a huge difference, but uh, they aid in everything. I mean, for example, the the, fa the FaceTime I had with my mom was with uh, a Red Cross worker. So um, I, I'm not. Sh they don't tell you who's how many staff are there. They only tell you that 86 staff have been infected, and I. So I assume that's probably uh, a whole staff plus people that are coming in. You know oh my I mean? gosh! Because it's it, that place. It's just uh, I can't imagine what it was like two weeks ago when it was just raging in there. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean these these frontline workers are crushing it, man. Wait, it's, so, oh it's, my gosh, that hasn't just, even occurred they, they to just, me. They so, just need support. So the Red Cross people are filling the gaps as the people that work there go, are off sick with COVID. Yep. So yeah. what happens yeah. is eventually you have a majority staff that don't actually work there so wouldn't know the ins and outs of the buildings and the residents' names and stuff like that. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Yeah, a little bit of everything. So that's why how much – and there's money there. There's over $6.5 billion sitting there. There's more than enough money to have a trained staff of professionals just sitting waiting to go on the first day, like uh, all specialized, all for all those reasons. There's enough money to have that right now but there isn't they're not doing it and that's the big issue that's the biggest problem what would the military do like would, would they physically well remove yeah, they have military and put them up other places the, they they're you know yeah they they're again tr- trained doctors and staff and i i think there were some reports the first time when they came in in the spring there might have been some reports of them not doing things uh, or just taking over or it's, things not going smoothly and that being, you know, you can't blame that as a second reason to not do it. It has to be done properly the, the, the second time. You, you get better from there. But the idea would be uh, the same idea as, as the people in the administration as it is in the nursing staff. But uh, they, when they come in, they're there to coordinate and make everything go safely. So yeah, and and it's all, it's more about quarantine, quarantining, and testing like crazy. So that they would have to have everybody isolated and then test everybody before anybody does any mingling. And when you have uh, a situation as it was there, you how could you not uh, do that effectively without a lot more people helping? Right, and it's it's way above the scope of what sure. most nurses uh, and yep. and uh, people that work at a place like that would would be trained for. It's very specific, I guess. And and there's bulletin boards like emergency, uh, you know, health uh, Roberta place. Not I'm not, I don't know about specifically there, but job postings like wa- wanted right now emergency workers to come. Yeah, that. Like, so that that. I don't think that necessarily means someone who's specific, you know, specifically perfect for the gig. It's basically we we uh, have a lot of people that are infected and we need help. And that's when you see a job posting, that tells you right away that like this is something that's overwhelming the staff, and they definitely it's not their decision to ask for more help. That should happen already. So before this happened, were you pretty happy with Roberta Place? And it seemed like. You know, I was nice yeah. place for your mom to live, and is that is that where like you've gone to visit her and stay with her for a yeah. couple of days? Yeah, so she's been there for a yeah. few years now, since twenty nineteen uh, July. Wow, she, she uh, well just after my dad passed away, she couldn't live by herself, but she uh, and and you know they were in lockdown from March last year, so remember I best I could do is like wave and yeah. yell at her from the parking lots I, you know and I was respecting not going in there without a, a really recent COVID negative test but uh, I thought they were on the right track and everything was cool that's that's why um, 
it's hard for me to blame them because this is a, an overwhelming situation that's really should be uh, a national decision or at least a, a provincial one. So did you, you've done some media. Did they contact you because they saw your posts about it? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I just... Because uh, there's not... There's really not... Uh, there's not a lot of human contact with the story you know people don't hear from families so um i think because i was willing to do an interview they just kind of piled up after the fact you know i ended up doing everything and uh i don't you know i don't know if it if it raised awareness um in terms of getting a decision made but i'm sure it helped people understand the story a little bit more when they see a face and they can kind of picture the situation instead of just hearing a number. Well, yeah, it's, it, it's heinous. Like, to imagine you can't talk to her, you can't hear from her, you don't know what's going on. So what, what did you do with the time? Like, did you try to distract yourself or it was kind of all you could think about? How do you manage that? I'm I'm kind of thankful that the, there was a lot of press, to be honest. Like, I've probably been doing, like, three to four interviews a day since this started. And that kind of helps take my mind off it. Um, the fasting has been helping me. You know, I've still been... I haven't missed a day of 16 hours really? fasting. And that that's helped me. Like, I, I have energy... Uh, um, I, I, uh, it's something to think about when I'm hungry and I, I'm like, no, you can't eat it. It's like, uh, I feel like, uh, I have more confidence if I can say, fuck you, don't eat that. You don't need that, <laughs> you know, and not do it and have a couple weeks of that now. So that helps. Um, uh, obviously the family, uh, being here, um, the, you know, uh, they, 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 uh, they, they, it, everything kind of trickles down to them, you know, the, 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 the scope of this, you know, this last couple of years have been difficult for them in a way. And they've all, you, you all see it in different ways and reacting in their lives. And, uh, this is just, uh, this one's like really unacceptable. And I, in my, cause they're seeing, you know, they're seeing pain, fear, death, but also, uh, negligence by what they're supposed to think is the government that's going to take care of them, you know? So it's, uh, but they're also seeing their dad stand up for what's right and use this platform to get the word out there. That's, that's a good message to share with them. But you know, I'm just, it's, uh, it's, it's just been, uh, yeah. Uh, really difficult because it's hard to, to imagine if my mom, like, as I feel at the same time, I'm super blessed that my mom's doing well. So I do feel lucky, and I feel like, um, you know, it, it, it's hard to me for me to be really angry because my mom's doing well, you know. But if if she wasn't, uh, I I can't imagine because I got you know the other night when I wasn't sure how it was, I was just kind of seeing red for a bit, you know. Fair enough. Did you hear yeah. from any um, politician types? No. 
I've gotten like some NDP retweets and stuff. That's about it. And all the other ones hide. <laughs> the liberals and the conservatives run away. Interesting. Well, I'm glad no one is trying to um, politicize it or, or you know, uh, amplify it because they see it as an opportunity. Yeah. Well, I mean, how can you when it's such a uh, catastrophe? Um, I think any awareness is good awareness for a politician right now if they're saying this is a problem and needs to stop. But yeah, I'm surprised a lot of them are just kind of disappearing in, 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 in that idea or just saying everybody's doing what, what they can. And man, I'm, like if I, when I'm, I've been to going to the town halls at, uh, from Roberta Place and you kind of listen to the staff and it's just after 15 minutes, you're like, really? This just sounds like a lot of things that you guys are kicking ass at and things are just kicking ass. We got this situ you know everything's under control we have help from a b c d 17 minutes later it just it, I, it it doesn't do anything for me man it just kind of bothers me because this has been a massive failure the spread of this and it, there's you just don't see enough uh acknowledgement of that and maybe some some at least some you know, at least get on the side of the families and say, you know, you know what, this is true. We need help from the government. But you're, I'm not seeing that. It's almost like I know politicians can't say I made a mistake unless they're really caught making a mistake because yeah. the old school thinking is that's like a sign of weakness to say that. But I think it would go pretty far. I don't know. You probably can't hear. I'm uh, sitting in the car outside Indy's hip hop class, and the That's church awesome. bells are going. There you go. In downtown yeah. Truro. So if anyone can hear it, that's what it is. I dig it. Um, it. It's almost like a little humility and less bravado would go a long way. Like, yeah, this thing is all over the place. It's fluid and it's bigger than us, and we're trying um, to keep up. Like at yeah. least you'd you'd hear that and say like yeah I bet that is a challenge to try to be on top of it everywhere when it's so big and unwieldy, but I'm I don't hear any of that from Doug Ford. No, no, I'm, I don't hear any yeah. of that like the struggle. Totally, and and the way that he was kind of looking like a hero with COVID, right? And you know shutting things down and like oh I'm gonna be an 800 pound gorilla. He actually said he was going to put an iron ring around these LTCs. I think that iron ring was more keeping people from getting out and yeah. just containing it that way so the community doesn't get it. But hey, uh, sorry to say now there's 99 cases in Barrie of this variant. You know, So uh, you're not doing your job, Mr. Ford. Well, he's also saying he's going to drive down to the States to get the vaccines that we didn't get right yeah take care of us thanks yeah by himself in his pickup right just getting it done because he's that kind of guy i'm surprised you've been so vocal about it i'm surprised no one from i guess i shouldn't be i'm surprised no one from his camp has gotten in touch with you to say what can we do or eat like even if it's lip service and it's greasy at least to say they did Right? Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think they probably read a couple tweets and they realize that, you know, I'm not a fan and they know they can't tell the truth, which is sorry. I'm, you know, we're not doing anything. They don't want to poke the bear. Um, yeah. Did you and your mom have any chuckles? Uh, or was pretty kind of uh, um, relief and emotional? Yeah, I saw her smile a couple times. I, I cracked her up. Um, I can't remember what it is what I said to her, but I was, she laughed. So, um, you know, she's doing good in that regard. Were the kids but over your looked, shoulders waving and stuff? No, no, it was just me. Just because uh, the, when they called, it was kind of... Uh, I was in the middle of something else. I had just been on another town hall, so it was literally like... Uh, a rush but uh, it's good to know I got to, to talk to the, the the girl doing the FaceTime that's working there from the Red Cross and uh, I'll, I'm going to talk to her again on Tuesday and obviously I'll, you know, th- now that it, it's working great and makes sense uh, I'll bring the kids and everybody in for sure. So did they did they basically say she's stable now? Yeah. Like we're we're not yeah. worried like think things are okay like can you exhale yet? Yeah. She she's being monitored, you know, so every uh 2 hours they make sure everything's fine. If if the, if anything changes then she'll uh be sent to the hospital. That's what we request. Man. Yeah, I think like if uh it's crazy, you know. They call you the doctors, and they go through that checklist, you know, resuscitate. Uh, do you want to send them to the hospital? I'm like, how's that my decision, really? But it's pretty bizarre. Um, how did you and Jet manage it together? Sorry, it's our, my decision because it's, that's how power of attorney works. But I'm just saying, when you're doing those decisions, or they give you those options, you're like, wow. Yeah, it's super weird. But, yeah. but but I guess so, I mean between the two of you, like, do you spell each other off where someone gets kind of worked up and the other guy's like, "Don't worry, we'll get through this," or are are you wired the same way and how you process something like that? Like, how did you tackle uh, it as siblings? Yeah, we're no, we're uh, we're good. I, I, I mean, we have. I think you know everybody's just so it, it's it's so so much. It's all 100% sympathy zone, you know? Everybody is just so uh, weighted by the situation that uh, there's, uh, there's you know, you get, uh, you know, you're, mo- you're heated and you're, mo- and you, you know, you, you're kind of fired up, but you really kind of, ever, there's no reason to be mad at anybody because everybody's pulling for the same thing. And if, if we're upset, it's just because of, the things are just happening so fast, you know, but I, I, I think, uh, you know, my my sister, Jenny and Jet, like we've been through so much stuff in the last couple years. This is just, we've been, we're closer now than we've ever been in 20, 30 years. So, I mean, that's good for sure. Well, um, obviously last week in the thick of it, we didn't want to, um, rip a pot it didn't really make sense and i know you had uh your energy um taken elsewhere um and this week we 
just wanted to put one out so you could um, explain what the situation was and so the buds could hear your voice yeah. and know that you're all right because mm-hmm. I know yeah. uh, people are sending a lot of love your way and everyone's been... I do appreciate that. Yeah, I've, I've gotten so many, t- uh, you know, DMs and tweets and uh, they've all been so helpful and I appreciate There's a lot of people going through what I'm going through. Um, I would advise anybody if, if this happens to you to bang on your local MPP door and just get it, you know, just get uh, in their face any way uh, you can. And there's actually, there's now there's Voices of LTC on Twitter, which is a good group of people that I've kind of uh, definitely joined with support. And, uh, you know, that those kind of places and those kind of things are out there to to help change things because otherwise uh, if you just sit around it'll happen and then it'll just be a memory a bad memory and eventually it'll be our future you know I uh, I don't know if I've ever told you that um, a Ronnie Taggart line has made it into regular rotation in the Torrance family oh yeah and it's how um, it's a little thing that he would say to your mom when they were driving through somewhere new. Do you know what I'm going to say? We could make it here? Yeah. Yeah. We could make it here, Burl. (laughs) Driving through any, like, little garbage town or whatever, right? Oh, the worse, the better. If it's really bad, it's like, hey, we could make it here. (laughs) We could make it here, Burl. So I say that all the time, and I say we could make it here, Burl, and it's my little tribute to your folks. I love it. Thank you. I love you for that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, well, love you too, bud. Hang in there, and um, this is wonderful news tonight. Yeah, man. So uh, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with hopefully more positive news, but uh, this is how it is in TNT world, you know. Good chat, bud. Good chatting.